So what to do when the podcast that you can turn to whenever you want to get unstuck. I'm Kathleen, I'm your host, and I'll be your trusted guide, your coach, and your friend through all of life's trickiest moments. Each episode, myself and guest experts will be tackling the real, raw, and relatable challenges that life tends to throw your way. Together, we're going to be navigating actually how to do the inner work, equipping you with the tools to empower yourself and to create the life that you've always envisioned. So if you've been feeling stuck with something in your life, submit your question via the link in the show notes and we could be diving into your question in the next episode. Let's dive in. Okay, so picture this. It's January of 2024. You're writing down your goals and your desires for the year and you are so excited. There is so much that you want to do this year, so much that you want to achieve, so many things and places you want to go and things that you want to experience. And it gets to about the middle of January and you are so fucking overwhelmed. You have no idea what to do. You are in a place where you can barely make decisions. You feel like it's a struggle to get yourself out of bed. And you're already starting to feel the shame and the blame and the worry and the pressure that you carried with you in 2023. You almost begin to feel paralyzed and you, even though you've written that list of, you know, what's out in 2024 and it was pressure and hustle and expectations, but yet you start to feel them creeping in on you again. You're starting to feel overwhelmed at the idea that you might not achieve all the things that you want to achieve this year. And this overwhelm, this anxiety, this pressure, all it really does is stop you in your tracks. It halts you. It almost causes you to go into what we call a freeze response, meaning that you're incapable of actually taking action or creating any or resourcing any sort of safety for yourself, any sort of belief, any sort of confidence. And when you're in this freeze state, you can imagine that your voice inside your head your self-talk, it's pretty damn negative, it's pretty damn critical, and it's likely not giving you what you need in order to be able to actually take action and create what you want to create this year. You feel just super damn overwhelmed again, and you're in this place again where you feel like you're not doing enough, where you don't believe in yourself. And today, we're going to talk about it. Today, my friends, we're talking about what to do when you're overwhelmed. And at this point in the year, this episode will be released coming up to mid-January. It starts to feel like the wave and the excitement of the new year is starting to kind of wash away. And then you're left with this, oh, now I actually have to do these things. I actually have to follow through. I actually have to take action. I actually have to show up differently. I actually have to put myself out of my comfort zone. I actually have to do the hard shit that I said that I was going to do in my New Year's intention setting ceremony. And that shit is hard. And my friends, I'm in this place right now. I have been noticing that damn pesky sense of overwhelm coming in so often and so regularly. Just like you. I have such big dreams and goals that I want to achieve this year. And most of all, I want to do a lot of things differently. And for some reason, I'm finding myself sat at home, watching The Office, almost just zoning out and going through the motions of life. And it's only fucking mid-January. And I'm starting to panic even more when I'm witnessing myself do that. 
And so today I want us to break down overwhelm and I want us to really talk about what to do when overwhelm arises. If you are somebody who has a tendency to be more on the anxious side, for me, anxiety has been a struggle with me for most of my life. You probably are very in communication and in relationship with the emotion of overwhelm. You're probably pretty damn familiar with it. It probably greets you in those moments where you just wish it wouldn't. And it probably has a tendency to stop you in your tracks. And that's what overwhelm is about. Overwhelm is the body saying to you, fuck, too much, something is too much and I can't do this, I need some sort of break. It's almost like if you can imagine that overwhelm arises when we've kind of hit our peak in terms of our capacity, our ideas, our expectations, all of these unconscious pressures that we're likely placing on ourselves that we might not be thinking about day to day, but they are probably sitting there lurking underneath the surface. Things like, I have to do better than last year. I have to prove myself to people. I don't feel good enough. I need to make sure people think I am. I need to look good enough. I need to lose weight. I need to make sure my makeup is done amazing every day. I need to rock this new hairstyle, which frankly, that's also something that's adding to my overwhelm. I cut my hair short as the new year started and it's been challenging to have a different hairstyle and to not know how to do it properly. Um, that's another thing that's adding to overwhelm. So overwhelm is that thing that almost, and I know you're going to hate me for saying this, but it's almost positive in a sense because how I've started to look at overwhelm, at my overwhelm specifically, is it's a message it's a message from these younger parts of myself that there is something that's gone wrong. There is something in here that's not quite for me. And there's something that I need to look at or to feel or even just the fact that I might need to slow down for a second. And again, I hate these words, but tune in to what's actually going on for me and for my parts that are maybe struggling right now. Overwhelm is a big, massive sign that there is a part of you that needs your love and attention that you've been ignoring. There's a part of you that's in pain. There's a part of you that's scared. There's a part of you that's worried about something. And there's a part of you that is just loaded up with all of these pressures that we place upon ourselves. The pressures to be amazing, to look perfect, to sound great, to be doing enough, to be experiencing enough, to be enough. And these unconscious pressures and expectations that we carry around, they're a lot. And I think that's what overwhelm is really a sign for is the unconscious mind. Overwhelm is asking you to get in relationship with something, with a part of you that is feeling and experiencing something. Overwhelm has a tendency, like I said, to put us into this freeze mode, into this mode where we tend to shut down or numb or disassociate. So for me, that looks like watching the office, lounging around. It looks like eating. And sometimes it can even look like like exercise. Right now, I'm definitely not on the exercise vibe, but I've been, I have been in moments in the past where all I've kind of been able to do when I'm overwhelmed is go and kind of walk it off and go for these big long walks or, you know, and it's almost like we're trying to find something that we can do to regulate ourselves. Overwhelm is a sign that your nervous system is dysregulated. And for you, that is the moment where you get to go, okay, well, what's causing this dysregulation? 
And today I want us to talk about that specifically and I want us to ask some real curious questions about what are you overwhelming yourself with and not just the conscious stuff. I want you to think about all of the unconscious pressures that you're holding. And women specifically, we talk about this a lot, this mental chatter and these pressures that we have of thinking and having to think 10, 12, 20 steps ahead, the the unconscious pressures that we have of making sure that we look after other people, that we're presented in a way that's appealing to people. All of those things, even though you might not be thinking about when you wake up in the morning, right, you've got to brush your teeth because you don't want your breath to smell. You've got to make sure your makeup's done. You've got to make sure that your hair's done. You've got to plan an outfit. You've got to plan your meal because you've been going overboard in the silly season and now it's time to cut back. So you've got to plan that meal so you don't spend something. There's all these things that you're thinking about, let alone that's that's just the morning but then if you think about it you've got okay what's my week at work looking like what's my exercise schedule looking like I don't want to fall back into the same patterns or habits that I did last year my god I'm starting to sweat even talking all these things out loud and these are my personal worries too and I think these pressures that end up sending us into overwhelm into this place where we can't do anything they're really asking us to meet these parts of ourselves that are scared and afraid and fucking petrified of not being good enough. Again, I'm going to bring up the word that I spoke a lot about last week in last week's episode, what to do when you're lonely, and that's the word shame. I think overwhelm can often be linked to feelings of suppressed shame. And especially in this new year period, there is such an intense pressure for you to be better than you've been in years before, for you not to repeat the same mistakes, for you to show up differently. And again, when that energy, the collective energy from the new year, new year, new me, everyone's super happy and excited, there is a new energy in the world. You know, as soon as that clock ticks over, you find this new sense of internal motivation in yourself, right? It's this incredible thing where we go, oh, I'm going to just finally find this hidden resource of energy and motivation and inspiration to change my fucking life, to achieve my dreams. And that's a result of not only, you know, the things that we have about, you know, new year and cleansing, but it's this also this collective energy from the new year where everyone's starting over. Everyone's giving themselves a chance to start again, a refresh. And what can tend to creep in in this month of January is overwhelm and fear and shame. And it's almost like when you go through that new year period, especially if you haven't gone through a really good reflection and if you haven't processed a lot of the pain maybe that you felt in the year before, And if you haven't checked that out, you're going to carry that through to the new year and you're going to carry through that pressure that you have to be better, that you have to do better, that you have to do more, that you have to make more friends, you have to be more social, you have to be more productive, you have to make more money, all of these things. And it's so much pressure. When you think about what we're really designed to be as human beings, we're designed to bloody live off the land. We're designed to wake up when the sun rises We're designed to bathe in rivers. We're designed to hunt and to gather. We're designed to be in community. We aren't made for this world. We aren't made for this world of overstimulation. And we also aren't made for this world where we have such, and I'm probably going to get these words wrong here, but in the world that we live in today, 
we almost have too much choice. And we have this scary thing that comes up where we want to experience everything where we feel that we're so lucky and, you know, blessed to live in this day and age where we can travel to corners of the world that, you know, we never would have before. We can make more money through online forms. We can heal. We can grow. We can meditate. We can meet new people. We can look after our bodies and get in the best shape of our lives. But we almost now have the ca- not the capacity actually we don't have the capacity we almost now have the option to do too much and do you know what when overwhelm thrives it's when you have too many fucking options in front of you if you think about what life would have been like 50 years ago there wouldn't have been a lot of choice as to what you're going to make for dinner that night and I know this is a privilege this is a blessing but it also affects our brains in a bit of a negative way Because now you're thinking about meal prepping, you're thinking about gut health, you're thinking about making sure to have a diverse range of fruits and vegetables, you're thinking about how food's going to impact your body, you're thinking about the price of food, you're thinking about what your partner likes, your friend likes, what's easy to cook, what cooks in the air fryer. Even when it comes to something like food, it can be extremely overwhelming. Have you ever gone to a restaurant, sat down, and you've opened up their menu, and it's like, 18 pages and it's huge and it's massive I'm getting the image of in the tv show Shit's Creek when they sit down in the diner and the menu is huge and you know almost spans out the width of your arms when you look at something like that if you are somebody that struggles with anxiety you're probably going to feel fucking overwhelmed and very anxious in that moment because it taps into the idea that you have to make the right choice and if there's a right choice it means that there's also a wrong choice And there is nothing more than overwhelm and anxiety, which is so interrelated, than that overwhelm loves, than the idea of making the wrong choice. And again, this is where I bring up this emotion of shame. This is the pressure that we have placed upon ourselves for 2024. You've decided that you need to be better, look better, have more sex, be more social, eat better food, do more exercise, show up on social media more, make more money, be better. And it's a really fucking scary thought to think about the idea that you might fail at that. So what our brain does is when we put all of this, and remember, it's often not conscious, it's often not something that we're actually aware of. If you think about that mental load, you know, when you go to sleep or when you're in the shower, and you're fucking thinking about 10 things, right? You're thinking about, like I said, the food or the food you're going to have the next day, what you need to buy from the grocery store, what your exercise plan is going to be this week. You need to reply to that message from so-and-so. You need to reach out to so-and-so. You need to follow up on this, follow up on that. You need to check in with your partner, your kids. All that mental load that we carry is often unconscious and we don't realize how intense and heavy that can be. And so when we add in something like a new year and we have this chance to start again, we have this chance to, you know, in quotation marks, succeed, again, there comes that idea of failure. There comes that idea that we won't make it, that we'll let ourselves or other people down. And it's really scary because You've probably felt that way in the past. Maybe in 2023, maybe it was a hard year. Maybe you didn't travel as much. Maybe you didn't follow through on things. Maybe you didn't exercise as much. Maybe you didn't, you know, socialize as much as you wanted to. Maybe you didn't see the impact that you wanted to have in your business. Maybe you didn't make enough money. Maybe you didn't buy the house. Whatever it is, that 
pain hasn't gone anywhere. It still exists for you. And if you're not careful, you're going to unconsciously carry the pain, the shame, the guilt that we all live with. Because we're human. We are human beings who are imperfect. That is our one common trait as a human being is that we are flawed, all of us. You're going to carry that with you and you're likely carrying it with you into 2024 and you're placing all these massive expectations upon yourself. And I know that it's so easy when you're in the energy of a new year. It's so damn easy to go, oh, I can do that. You write out that list. You're like, I'm going to travel to Japan. I'm going to make 100K. I'm going to find a new partner. I'm going to be more social. I'm going to join a, a netball team. I'm going to learn how to dance. You write all these things down. You're like, yeah, at the beginning of the year, on January 1st, that shit sounds easy. But get to January 15th and you're probably like, oh shit, this is hard, right? I have to do things differently. I have to be different. I have to get the fuck out of my comfort zone. Overwhelm is also often a symptom of getting out your comfort zone and of changing. And again, I, I like to flip and challenge the emotion of overwhelm because we often have this real negative connotation to it. But overwhelm can sometimes actually be a good thing. Because you know that if you're overwhelmed, you're likely pushing yourself, you're likely changing, you're likely growing, you're likely thinking in ways that you never have before. That's the good aspect to it. It's usually a sign that you are going in the right, in the right direction if there is such a thing. But there's also some parts of you that are struggling to catch up that you might need to, to support, to hold, to look at. There's issues and challenges within yourself when you are changing at a rapid pace, like at the beginning of the year, you know, when you say, okay, I'm going to exercise five times a week, even though for the last year, you've probably only exercised one to two times a week. January 1st hits and you have this indecisive ability within yourself to say, fuck yes, I am going to exercise five times a week this year and nothing is going to stop me. I feel so powerful, so good right now. And when that energy wanes, when that energy leaves, when it wears off, you're left with, the, oh my God, how do I do this? And the reason that change is so hard and why overwhelm continues to come up for so many of us is because leaving your comfort zone is unsafe to your body, to your brain, to your utmost survival instincts. Your brain and body want you to stay the same. Your brain wants you to do the exact same thing every single day. It wants you to go and do the same walk. It wants you to eat the same food. It wants you to talk to the same people. It wants you to do the same job. It wants you to make the same amount of money. It wants you to do the same thing because that is the known. And the survival instincts within us, they love things that are predictable. They feel safe. So our cave person-esque parts of us that exist, our little monkey minds, they love predictability because predictability means that things are safe. It means that you're not at risk, that nothing scary can happen. So when you're encountering this emotion of overwhelm, you get to give yourself a little pat on the back because my friend, you have succeeded in leaving your comfort zone. You've alerted those parts of you to say, hey, we are leaving our comfort zone. We are heading to a new station. You need to get on board. And then these parts of you start to freak out and they go, no, I can't do it. We can't do it. And the best way to keep you stuck and to keep you still is to give you an injection of overwhelm. It's to wash you with all these emotions of overwhelm, of pressure, of panic. 
and you usually end up shutting down in those states. You end up going into that state of freeze where it feels impossible to take steps forward. You start to crave comfort. You start to want to numb out. You start to want to just go through the motions of life. And this is really what I've been experiencing in the last kind of week or so. It's been this almost like I just have to, I feel like I've kind of been gripping, saying I just have to hold on and not do what I used to do. I just need to hold the change. As long as I'm not doing and going through my old patterns from last year, and for me that's falling into this really unhealthy space where I become hyper obsessed with my business and it consumes every inch of my mind and I spend all my time on it creating content for social media and this is something I'm really really working on changing and I am changing right now but yet for the last week the only way that I've been able to do that is just to hold on and numb out it's looked like watching The Office. It's looked like engaging in a bit of comfort eating. It's looked like relying a little bit more on my friends and family and, and reaching out and talking to them. Yesterday I cried on the phone to my mum and it was so beautiful because she had the the feeling to ring me even though I was kind of in this state of numbing out and she talked me through it. She talked me through and helped me to engage back in that belief within myself that I can do this, that I'm not going to fall back into those old patterns, even though it feels like it would be so easy just to slip back into my old way of being. And like the same thing as for you, it would be so easy. The number one way to cure overwhelm, go back to what you used to do. And if you want to change, you have to learn how to increase your capacity for discomfort. This is why we're seeing such an uh, increase in the popularity of things like ice baths because it gives a, a physical sense, a tangible sense of what it means to expand your capacity to deal with discomfort. It gives you evidential proof, I can be in discomfort and I can get through it and I cannot get out of the ice bath, I cannot change. So in this moment, if you are facing overwhelm and if you are, maybe you're overwhelmed by all the choice that you have, right? There are so many things that you could be doing or experiencing or achieving this year. And sometimes, like I said, when you're sat down and you at the restaurant, you open up the menu and there's, you know, 50 different things on the menu. It's really hard to get clear and to choose what actually, what do you actually want? Do you, what do you actually feel like? That can be really hard. And again, that's because of the overwhelm that comes in that starts from the root of the shame that you're carrying and the fear that you're carrying about making the wrong choice. What would it be like to make the wrong choice? What would it actually be like to fall back into those old patterns? What would it be like to let yourself down? What would it mean if this year you didn't achieve and do all the things that you wanted to do? This is called fear work and it's exploring and actually instead of going around our fears, our deepest fears and worries like we tend to do, fear work is about going straight into them. This is also rooted in cognitive behavioral therapy, CBT. Your fears will control you if you do not address and go through them. This technique and this tool can be really powerful. So when you're noticing overwhelm arise in you, when you start to panic, ask yourself the question, 
What am I doing when overwhelm arises? What is my coping mechanism to deal with overwhelm? Are you like me and you numb out through the TV and through comfort eating? Do you go and get a cuddle from someone? Do you go for a walk? Do you sit there and sob? Do you get your journal out? What coping mechanisms do you engage in to keep yourself safe during that period of overwhelm where you're facing that discomfort? So that's the first thing I want you to just get really curious around is what do you actually do when you get overwhelmed? How do you deal with it? And is that healthy? Is it helping you? Is it supporting you? Or do you need to find some other coping mechanisms to support you in dealing with this overwhelm, which is what we're going to dive into next. A big part of overwhelm is having a lack of clarity, having too many options. Too many options fueled by the idea you'll make the wrong choice. So ironically, my favorite thing to go into when it comes to overwhelm is what's really going on beneath the surface. What are you actually afraid of? What's really overwhelming you? And often this is, I'm going to make the wrong choice. I'm going to fuck it up. I'm going to screw it up. Something's going to go wrong. I'm going to let myself down. I'm going to let other people down. What is that core story that you're carrying? What is really digging and driving that overwhelm? Because it's not the fact that, you know, you need to go out and join a netball team and post X amount on social media this year. That's not really it. Well, yes, that's a bit of pressure. It's not really what's fueling this overwhelm and this state that you've gone into where you almost can't do anything at all. What's actually beneath that? What are you the most afraid of? And again, I know it's really scary to start asking yourself these questions. And I know you don't want to. I know that you're probably right now wanting to pause this podcast and say, I will listen to this later. I've got too much on my plate right now. I need to go cook dinner. I need to go exercise. I need to go talk to my friend or whatever it is. And in this moment, I really just want you to see your lovely little brain and part of you trying to distract you, trying to stop you from going into some of the harder and more uncomfortable places that exist. And just stay here with me just a little bit longer. What are you really afraid of? What would happen if you made the wrong choices this year? When you can sit with that and get to the root of it, for me, it's this intensely heavy sense of shame that I will end up alone, penniless, and unhappy. For me, the fears are that other people will see this weakness that I sometimes believe lives inside of me. It's like I'm terrified that people are going to see that I have no fucking clue what the hell I'm doing. In so many ways, in business and life, I feel like I'm starting over. And all I know, the only bit of clarity I have, is I don't want to do it the way I've done it before. I know the path I don't want to go down, but it's like I'm on this bridge of transition and of change. And... I know where I've been and I know I don't want to go back there. I know it didn't work for me. It didn't fulfill me. But I also don't really know where I'm going. I could pretend. I could make it up and I could say, oh, I want this six-figure business and I want a relationship and I want kids and I want a marriage and I want to feel good enough. I could say that, but I actually don't know what's on the other side of this bridge. I have no fucking clue. And I don't know how to walk across this bridge of transition and of change. And that's what's really scary is this bridge when you're changing and growing as a person, which if you're listening to this podcast, you probably are. 
you're probably on some sort of healing or self-development journey to try and become the best version of yourself. And this bridge of transition and of change and of growth that you're walking on right now is really lonely and really scary and really uncertain. And again, this is a prime place for overwhelm to thrive because there's a lot of choices that you have to make. And again, that thing comes up, what if I make the wrong choice? So what are you afraid of this year? If you make the wrong choices in 2024, what's going to happen? How are you going to deal with it? What are people actually going to say? What are the people in your life that are close and that mean something to you? Not the people from fucking high school that your brain likes to bring up. For me, my brain always brings up when it's, you know, fear of what other people might think. My brain brings up these people who I have literally not seen or spoken to in probably five plus years. I have nothing to do with them, but yet that's the people that my brain likes to bring up because I was afraid of what they thought when I did have them in my life. But the truth is those people don't really matter anymore, do they? It's only the people that are close to you that really matter. It's only their opinions that matter. And even then, they don't matter as much as your own do. So when it comes to overwhelm, the tool that I'm giving you today is to start addressing your fears. And I know they do it, but I hope that you can sit there for a moment and see this part of you that's overwhelmed and that's starting to take over right now, that's starting to drive the car inside your brain that decides what you're going to do that day and how you're going to think about the world and yourself and your capabilities and, you know, your self-talk that day. This part of you is a young, wounded, scared, vulnerable part of you. And they're doing whatever they can to get through, to find a little bit of comfort and safety again. And that's why you might see yourself engaging in old coping mechanisms like, you know, for me, binging out in front of the TV, engaging comfort eating, exercise, maybe it's drugs, maybe it's alcohol, maybe it's sex, self-pleasure, reading, whatever it is, you might see that start to happen. And your invitation in this moment is to start to face some of those fears. And I'm not talking about the surface level that are tangible. You know, I'm afraid I won't make enough money this year. Okay, yes, but if you don't make enough money this year, take this a step further. What does that mean about you? The fears have a lot to do with these stories that we unconsciously hold. Does it mean that you're going to die? Does it mean that you'll be seen as a failure? Does it mean that you'll be rejected or isolated? Does it mean that you'll just give up? What are you the most afraid of when it comes to 2024? And I think you might find something in there. And when you begin to identify this fear, maybe it's that you'll let other people down or you'll fail yourself, whatever it might be. When you get to that point of identifying that, then explore what would you actually do if that happened. So for me, if I end up penniless and alone at the end of 2024, and that's a huge fear of mine right now, what would I actually do if that happened? And again, it's almost tempting for a part of me to say that, you know, I'd give up, it would be the end and nothing would ever be the same, nothing would ever be better. But if that did happen, I know that I would reach out to the people that I love and that love me. I would ask for support. I would pivot. I would get through it. I would do my best. It would be shitty, it would be really hard, but I do actually know that I would make it through. And when you can connect to that, almost, it's like this big magic poof where your fear kind of 
evaporates and you can see it for what it really is and you can see what would really happen, you're in this really magical moment where your fear no longer controls you. If the worst actually happened, would you get through it? If the worst actually happened, how would you treat yourself? Would you believe that you're a failure, that you're an idiot? Or would you actually be able to be kind to yourself? Would you be able to say to yourself, that was really fucking hard and that sucked, but it's going to be okay. And it really is. Something that I'm hugely focused on right now, and, and I think will be a big theme for me in 2024 that I want to share with you, coming to, you know, back to this analogy of being on this bridge of change or transition. If you're going through a transition in your life, if you are becoming a parent, if you are ending relationships, starting relationships, maybe you're, for me, getting closer to your 30s and you're entering this new kind of era of like adulthood and maturity that is just so strange and you don't know how to deal with it. Maybe you're like me and you're there. Remember that that bridge that you're on, it is really lonely and it is a really hard place to be and it's okay to be overwhelmed from time to time and it's about engaging in what do I need? What do I need to hear right now? How can I support this part of me that is overwhelmed? And what's really driving that beneath the surface? What am I actually afraid might happen? What support do I need to be able to move forward? And what I'm focusing on with the analogy of this bridge is I used to spend so much time trying to prepare and create clarity and, you know, almost I spent, used to spend all this time trying to see the end vision, trying to see, you know, when it all makes sense, what is it going to look like? And I used to grasp and try and have tangibility to something that I just have no idea, you know, what the future is even going to look like. And I used to try and figure out, okay, if I want to get there, if I want to get to a six-figure business, a house, kids, great partnership and marriage, amazing friends, you know, TEDx speaker, whatever your goals might be, if I want to get there, I used to go, okay, now what do I have to do? What, what do I have to tick off? Who do I need to become? What milestones do I need to achieve? What do I need to learn? And that was really tiring and just unhelpful. It was really hard to try and map out this life that I don't know what it's actually going to look like yet. So something that I've been playing with and that I'll leave you with today is this idea that it is all going to work out exactly as it's meant to. You're not meant to know your future. And when it comes to making these decisions, yes, you have to think about the future in some sense, and, but you also just need to think and have trust in the fact that what you choose now, it will make sense down the track. You know when you have that moment and you look back on your life and you see the choices you made and you see what happened and you have all this understanding of, oh, of course, it had to happen that way. It was just everything was meant to. It really did all fall into perfect places. And the path was just laid out before me, but yet I spent so much time worrying and analyzing if I was doing the right thing or the wrong thing or, you know, making making these decisions that weren't actually that big, but I would agonize over them for days, weeks, years. And the truth is, it all worked out. It all got me here to where I am today. It all got you to where you are today. And so I wonder if this year, instead of sitting at the table at the restaurant and opening up the menu and getting overwhelmed by all of the choices that you have for your life, maybe you can just start to focus on that first step 
on what's actually important to you right now. What might you like to try and experience and enjoy? It doesn't need to be the end game. You don't need to always be making these completely future-based decisions. Maybe you can just make the present ones that make the most sense for you right now. And trust in you that you are going to fucking know when something is not right for you. I think we discount ourselves a lot here that we think we won't know when we're, you know, on the wrong path. But if you actually look at your life, when you're on the wrong path, it's usually pretty fucking obvious, isn't it? If you look at it now, especially if you're on this journey of self-awareness and healing and growth, it's damn obvious when you're going down the wrong road. Sometimes it takes you a while to see it, but the more that you go down the wrong road and the more that you feel, you know, like for me, when I I know when I'm making the wrong choices for me. I know now because I've made them so many times. I've gone down so many wrong roads um, that I've learned when something really isn't for me. And now instead of the universe having to give me a, a little slap in the face with, you know, a big life event, now I'm able to really sink into my own intuition and go, oh, this doesn't feel good for me, you know. I'm getting overwhelmed all the fucking time, so this mustn't be something that's really important to me. There's something going on here that I need to address. So I'm going to leave you with that and remind that remind you to trust that you will know when something is not for you. You've been doing this work on yourself for however many fucking years it's been. You are so much further down the track than you might realize, but if you're on this bridge of, transition and changing and growing and entering new eras of your life just know that this bridge is meant to be a bit overwhelming just know that this bridge is a little bit lonely and it's okay for you to be here for a while you don't need to rush this part you don't need to rush the overwhelming parts of life you don't need to get to the end where everything is perfect because you will look back and you will see and say I wish I lived more in those moments I asked my mum yesterday, what did she wish she did more of at 28? And she said to me, I wish I worried less about all of those little things. I wish I focused more on just fucking living and enjoying the moment that I was in instead of wishing that I was somewhere else. And I think that's some really damn good advice that I hope we all take into 2024. So if you're overwhelmed right now, to recap, explore your fears. Explore what's really driving this beneath the surface. Get clear on what are those worst case scenarios, those monsters that your brain is working up that sometimes it doesn't want to let you see because overwhelm can be a really great distraction to stop you from experiencing your fears. And that's why I said to you, you probably wanted to switch this podcast off halfway through. And it's why I kind of encouraged you in this moment to actually sit there and be present through some of that. So reminder to you that you're doing so well. And if you are looking for support to actually do some of this deeper inner work, if you are overwhelmed at the thought of working through your fears and you know that they're driving you, you know that you've got these issues that you haven't been sort of facing because you don't know how and you're looking for some support and guidance in that. If you've been thinking about coaching for a while, which I know some of you have, maybe now is the right time for you. And again, remember, there are no wrong choices. If you're on that bridge, it's a scary and lonely place to be. And getting support when you're on that bridge can be so amazing. One-to-one -one coaching is reopened and there are three spots available to start in January. So if you'd like to explore that, book in a connection call via the link in the show notes and you can read more. And also remember, if you have something that you're really confused about and you've got your what to do when question and you want advice and you want to break it down, send through your questions via the form in the show notes. 
reminding you that you are incredible and even if you're overwhelmed right now just like I am at this thought it's okay for you to be and that brings us to the end of another episode thank you so much for listening if you got value and if you love the podcast I'd really really love if you could rate review and comment on the podcast below and now for the fun part I want to hear your biggest what to do when questions submit your question via the link in the show notes and we could be answering your question on the next episode of this podcast I want this podcast and the coaching and the support that goes along with it to be in the back pocket of anyone and everyone who's on their own journey of self-discovery, of growth and of healing. It can be a lonely journey and I know that support and friendship goes a long way. It would mean the world to me if you shared this episode to your social media pages or send it to your group chat or a friend or family member in mind. And as always, I'm here to support you in so many ways, this podcast being just one of them. If you're looking for additional support in creating the life that you've always envisioned, working through your issues that you've likely been avoiding for years, this is exactly what I do. My one-to-one coaching program focuses on building belief in yourself. Application and information about my online workshops and one-to-one coaching are all in the show notes. And I'll be here when you're ready to dive into the work. Thank you so much for listening and supporting the show. I want you to remember that you're doing enough, you're being enough, and that you deserve good things in this life. I'll see you next Monday morning for the next episode of the What To Do When podcast.